Welcome back to the Knockout Sports, and joining me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline is my good friend John Kemper, voice for Helena High Athletics, as we get his thoughts on high school hoops as we're down to the final week and a half of the regular season. John, it's great to chat with you. Hope you're doing well, my man. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. Hey, we got the sun out here in uh, Kalispell. Hopefully it'll stay out for a little bit and uh, melt all this snow that uh, we've got up here in northwest Montana. Yeah, it's melting here too, and uh, being the person I am, I went and washed my car today, knowing that it's going to get filthy, but it was really filthy. (laughs) Well, there you go. As you get ready to make your trip up here to Kalispell, as you get ready to call that game tomorrow between Flathead and Helena, we'll talk about that here in just a second. But, uh, John, obviously one of the things I like to enjoy talking with you about is Major League Baseball. You know, I've had some bets, and so far I've come out on the losing end of those bets when it comes to baseball. But i got to get your thoughts, man. Uh, Trevor Bauer going to the Dodgers. Uh, Justin Turner is coming back as well. I mean, uh, you guys won the championship last year. You look like early season favorites again to be a contender. What do you think about what the Dodgers have done as spring training getting underway here in a little bit? Uh, well, I think they did all they needed to do. Uh, their payrolls, I think, 260 uh, for that, which is the highest in the league. But um, yeah, I think they had to. They did what they had to do. They didn't have to do a lot, but getting Trevor Bauer uh, is a huge get, uh, and then bringing back Justin Turner, I think, is is I think equally as big of a of a return as getting someone like Trevor Bauer. They had to do a little bit just because San Diego did so much. Uh, with their pitching staff. And then, of course, what, two days ago, they locked up uh, Tatis Jr. for that huge deal. So uh, it's going to be, I think, those two teams in the West. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think the Dodgers have the edge on them. But at the same time, when you have a team like San Diego that's really up up and coming and, you know, they played extremely well last year and, the, and then the Dodgers won a World Series, sometimes you can have like a World Series hangover and you never know. San Diego could sneak in there, but... Um, you know, and cause the Dodgers some trouble, but it's going to be fun for sure. Well, I mean, John, just looking at your starting pitching rotation, uh, it looks like almost the, uh, you know, take take your pick of the National League or American League All-Star lineup uh, in terms of rotation. Yeah. I mean, that's big as we, we've seen continually through Major League Baseball, having good starting pitching. Well, having good starting pitching, but then having depth and starting pitching, and I think that's where the Dodgers really come out ahead. Uh, probably more so than almost any team in Major League Baseball because you have legitimately seven starters sitting uh, in the Dodgers uh, pitching staff with, you know, Bueller, uh, Bauer, Kershaw, Price, uh, Julio Urias, and then you still have Gonsolin and May. Uh, and those are just the guys that got um, got Major League experience last year. You still have probably three more starters that are MLB ready sitting down in uh in the minor leagues uh like santana and a couple others so they're very deep and that has really worked well for the dodgers and it's hurt other teams that don't go as deep the dodgers you can anticipate uh you know kershaw possibly going on the dl here price possibly uh you never know with bueller he has that blister issue uh like he had last year that could be a a problem so you want to have depth there it's more than just having a bullpen uh, it's it's having that starter, starting pitching depth. So, yeah, they have top-line starters, probably, you know, two legitimate ones, uh, possibly a third in there. Uh, and, I mean, they're just, they're just stacked up. So it's not going to be fun for teams to face them. Uh, pitching definitely helps you win games uh, extremely well, but you got to hand it to someone like San Diego to go out and get Darvish and, and get Snell, who is an amazing pitcher as well. And, and then they have some decent arms. I just don't know 
if they can handle injuries the way a, a Dodgers team can handle injuries. Just give me your thoughts. I mean, Tatis getting a 14-year deal, um, that just seems crazy to me. Again, another big league contract. And, again, this is a guy that's only played, you know, he hasn't really even played a, a full regular season in terms of the number of games. But uh, what do you think about that move? Is that the move that obviously rocks baseball? Well, I think a couple of things. One, I think San Diego, I think that's a really good move for San Diego uh, to lock somebody up. If you look at that contract, it's, I believe, 340 for 14 years. You're looking at paying him about $24 million a year. That is not, I know it's, I know that's not a lot of money, uh, but baseball, that's a pretty decent salary. Uh, it's not crazy like what you have with Bauer making, I believe, $40 million this year uh, with the Dodgers. So I think it's a really good move for them. It locks him up. Uh, for quite a few years. The other thing I think on that is um, he, <laughs> the chances of him finishing with San Diego on a 14-year deal probably not going to happen. So uh, it does have a no-trade clause like most drafts or like most uh, signings do. But, you know, if if they struggle and they go down and they have to trade other pieces, they do have that option to be able to trade him somewhere, you know, maybe seven, eight, nine years or 10 years. And there's always someone willing to take some sort of that contract on and, you know, from Tatis, yeah, he's played, I think, 148 games, but you see the talent. He's he's a talented player. Um, I've seen, you know, people on social media kind of go after Padre fans for being so hopeful with him or even going after Tatis and showing some of his, you know, less than stellar highlights. But for every, you know, unstellar highlight, you have probably three pretty darn amazing highlights. He's a, he's a great player. And if, you know, if the Dodgers didn't have someone like Corey Seager, boy, I'd be more than happy to have Tatis on my team. He's going to be a perennial all-star and uh, you know, he's just built, you know, you look at his body and how he's built. You look at how he plays um, barring a bunch of injuries. I mean, he should be a, you know, all-star year in and year out. And if it continues on this trajectory, you could see him in the hall of fame, which is crazy because I don't know if you remember his dad, uh, Fernando Tatis, you know, senior that played, he was a decent player, but I'm shocked that this pedigree came from him. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how, you know, sometimes the son's better than the father. And then, you know, sometimes like Michael yeah. Jordan, the, or the father is better than the son for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, it goes back and forth. I mean, Ken Griffey Sr., Ken Griffey Jr., you know, Ken Griffey Sr., not a bad ball player, you know, a really good ball player for the Reds and, and everything. Won some World Series with them. And then you have Griffey Jr., who comes up and is just unreal, you know, one of the greatest of his generation, if not of baseball history. John, one other thing I want to get your thoughts on as uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, Shot this down, which was a little bit surprising. It's something that we saw last year with the DH coming to the National League, but uh, we thought maybe that it would once it came in, it wouldn't go away, but that's not going to be the case. What do you think about the DH? Do you think it needs to stay out of the National League, or does it need to come back? Boy, I'm kind of a purist. Uh, going into 2020, I was kind of a purist not having that DH uh, in the National League, but after seeing that, I, I actually i am I'm down with it. Let's bring it. Um, put it in the National League, just make it uniform. Um, and, uh, the other thing that I think, uh, if you have real purists that listen, I'm not going to be happy. I actually liked the guys starting on second base and extra innings. I don't know why it, it wasn't because the game could possibly end sooner. It just added a level of excitement. I wasn't expecting when I started watching that and it really kept my interest. So I wouldn't mind that coming back and, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't even mind if they did double headers and went seven innings like that, I'd be okay with that too. Uh, you know, baseball, 
they have a PR issue. They have a lot of issues that they have to deal with. I I get that I'm a baseball fan. I don't care if the game goes five hours. It's like I'm going to watch that game or listen to it somehow. Um, but that most people aren't going to do that. So they got to figure out ways to get the younger generations involved. Um, and you know they got to they probably got to get creative with some of this uh, some of the stuff that they're going to have to do. I thought what the NFL did in the playoffs with linking up with Nickelodeon. I think that's genius. And um, it may not be something I would care to watch, but uh, I guarantee you kids would love to watch that uh, during a baseball game or any, any sport really. Uh, so, you know, they have some stuff to do, but I, I actually, the, you know, the DH I'd be down with and those other two things I'd, I'd be okay with. My feature guest is John Kemper, voice for Helen High Athletics. We're going to talk some high school basketball with John next here on the Knock on Sports. It's good to know some things never change, no matter what's going on in the world. Like the satisfying sound of snow crunching under your boots. Or how every family seems to have their own secret huckleberry picking spots. Or how there's always room for a little more meat in your freezer, no matter how many hunting trips you go on. One other thing that will never change? Whitefish Credit Union's commitment to you. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. We're down to the last week and a half here of high school basketball in Class AA, and breaking it down with us right now is John Kemper, voice for Helena High Athletics. Uh, John, uh, just looking at the way things are shaking out, obviously we got a lot of makeup games. I know you got some games you got to make up next week, so it's going to be a very loaded final week of the regular season. Um, but just your thoughts right now, and, and we'll start with the boys' side here, because even though Helena High, again, they have taken quite a few teams this week alone uh, to the wire, but uh, just your thoughts on how competitive from three all the way to eight, uh, even with Helena's record, uh, how competitive the Western AA has been. Well, it seems like it's really tightened up here in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, after, you know, really after uh, Sentinel and Hellgate and stuff, it just kind of, it kind of starts filtering in, but I mean, big sky is having a very good year. Flathead, of course, having a good year, their big win over capital last, uh, last night, you know, capital seems to be struggling a little uh, struggling a little bit down the stretch. Uh, their Butte, though, Butte is uh, right there as well. So it's kind of like flip coins and see what happens in this last week. You know, Helena has uh, Flathead tomorrow, so that's going to be a big one um, here at Helena for the boys and then the girls there. And then next week, uh, for you know, for me, I'm calling four games next week. I'm calling a game Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, you know, that's going to be two girls games and two guys games. So they've they have to really load up these games because of these cancellations. So it feels pretty wide open, um, you know, three to eight right now. And like you said, Helena has you know has taken people a lot deeper. Um, they seem to be getting it together. Uh, I just I don't know if they have enough because they have to face you know Flathead, Sentinel, and Capital to end their season, and that's uh, that's a pretty tough gauntlet to run. Um, you know, run in any year, but that's really tough for them who. Uh, you know, Helen is still looking for their first win. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, John, also I want to get your thoughts because Class AA initially was going to go to a playoff-only system, but now they're going to bring back uh, the state tournament. Obviously, uh, the way they're going to do this as well is one playoff game, you win, you're in. Uh, what do you think about this as we get ready for a state tournament now for Class AA? I think it's probably the best option they can do um, to you know, to try to have a tournament the way they're going to have it, the playoff system is going to be that just, it's just disappointing, but you weren't going to get any of the places, you know, any of the Western um, teams, cities to allow 
uh, them to host any sort of divisional tournament that had any sort of fans really in it, uh, even if they did allow it. So um, I think it's probably the best that they can do. I am glad they are having a tournament um, with it. I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, hopefully our team, you know, the teams we call getting in there and, um, you know, I can see you and we can go to sip and dip and, and you can, you know, put on your mermaid costume and uh, swim around. <laughs> we, we shall see for sure. We shall see who ends up uh, in Great Falls. Uh, I don't know about that mermaid costume. I don't think people want to see that by any stretch Darn of the imagination. It. Darn it. Darn it. One of these uh, days. Uh, John, looking at tomorrow's game, Helena girls versus the flatted brave. That's a game that was, uh, close back in Helena a couple of weeks ago here. What have you thought about this team and, and what are you seeing? What are some of the strengths that you're seeing from this team right now? Seeing they're uh, very, they're becoming more and more, um, a team that plays four quarters. Uh, that is something that they kind of struggled with was hitting that fourth quarter and struggling. And what I saw last night in, in the loss to Glacier, uh, what I saw the difference was is when they played Glacier at home, Glacier took it to them in the fourth quarter, and Helena didn't really have a good answer. Uh, last night, even though Glacier won, Helena had answers and kept it pretty close down down the stretch. Uh, so I, I like to see that fight from them. Um, they're becoming more physical. They're getting more comfortable underneath. You're seeing players like uh, Alex Bullock really emerge as a power for them to score points underneath and to go to the line. You're seeing Kim Feller get to that point as well. Uh, and on any given night, if Helena's three-point shooting is on, they could take out, I believe, any team in the West. Um, but their three-point shooting has to be completely on to take out a team like Hellgate or Capital. But other than that, I think they can – I mean, they've shown they can beat anyone else uh, in the in the Western AA. And I think most of the teams in the, in the Eastern AA, um, they could beat as well, except those top-tier teams would be a real struggle for them. So I like what they've done. I like – what coach Dudek has put into place one area they really, really got to work on. And I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is all around the double a or what, but um, Helena girls and Helena high boys have struggled with uh, free throw shooting last night. The girls shot nine of 25, or mm-hmm. nine of 24. Um, we had one of the girls who's a very good shooter miss eight straight free throws. Um, and it just, it just was extremely, extremely rough to watch. If you put in, you know, if they hit, uh, you know, tw- you know, 18 of those, that's a different ball game last night. That's a very close ball game right down at the wire. So that's something they got to work on. And, you know, I talked to coach Dudek after the game just for a minute and, you know, he was just talking about, man, we run, we have them shoot every day. We have them shoot under pressure. We, we do all these things, but for some reason, Helena, has not shot free throws very well on both sides, uh, girls and boys. And that's that's kind of been the trend the last few years. But the girls in the past start out kind of rough and then they ride, you know, they start building on that percentage, but it's just not it's not happening this year. John, my final question for you is this is we've you know, we talked about the boys uh, looking at the girls as well, but just overall, this Western Double A conference has been very interesting and obviously it's still very much going to be interesting. Nothing's really sewn up uh, for sure. I mean, we have a pretty good idea who the teams are going to be on the girls' side, but a lot of movement can still happen as we will see the same on the boys' side. So just your thoughts on about both and, and how competitive it's been, even in a very different year uh, because of the pandemic. I think it's been extremely um extremely competitive i think it's more competitive than the uh than the boys at the top level uh you have you know hellgate and capital they have swapped victories against each other 
you know, you have Sentinel um, playing, you know, kind of up and down. You have Helena playing kind of up and down. Um, you know, you have Glacier playing very well. Glacier, something I really loved watching Glacier do is they, they're able to close games and they have a lot of, you know, a lot of grit and they're very tough. And that's been very impressive to see Coach Cram and her team uh, do that. I've watched that twice now where they can really gut out victories. And that's the type of thing that really helps you when you go into a playoff and especially into the state tournament. So I think, um, I think while there's a lot of teams that can beat each other, I, you know, I, it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's, it's just sad that you're not going to get to have a divisional tournament and see all these teams play, you know, and have double elimination and, and all of that. So you're going to see some teams that are talented on, on boys and girls, just their season will be silenced in a one game playoff and, and uh, there'll be questions of what if, you know, uh, had they gotten, you know, another game at a divisional tournament, you never know what could happen at that point and getting in, getting into state. Yeah, no question about that. It's going to be really interesting because, like I said, you, there's going to be some good teams that are going to be left out of the fray uh, for sure. Uh, John Kemper joining us here on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Uh, John, really appreciate the time, really appreciate the insight, and looking forward to seeing you tomorrow as uh, the Brave Vets take on the Helena High Lady Bengals. Yeah, uh, just try on that mermaid uniform and uh, see if it fits for Great Pulse.